Hello, everybody. You're looking, watching, or listening to Animal Wisdom Stories, and I'm here with Melia Brent White, all the way from Australia, here to uh, meet me here online today um, for this episode. And uh, we are going to talk about wisdom in the body. Hello, Melia. I'm so happy to have you here on the on the show. Hi, Miriam. Welcome. <laughs> so. Melia, um, you're a body talk practitioner, you're a Reiki master, you're, I have to actually list, uh, read this off, uh, equine <laughs> assisted learning facilitator, equine body, body walk practitioner, and equine red light therapist, a writing instructor, plus you have a bachelor in applied science. So, so many things. What do you do? <laughs> well, um... At the moment, I, I do focus mainly on the, on the energetic balancing, um, and I do a lot of that through the body talk system. And the reason I'm focusing on it is because it's a form of energy medicine or energy psychology, and it's just such a powerful way to help the body or family or whatever we're working with to balance itself. So it really taps into the body's own natural healing wisdom and amplifies that so that the individual can find more balance. So you know there's something going on behind the scenes when you injure yourself, when you might cut your hand or something, and there is something that is going on that allows that to heal even without you thinking. So with, with, the, um, with Body Talk, we, we tap into that natural healing ability so that things can heal faster and um, balance themselves so mentally emotionally spiritually recently I've been working with a lady that had a terrible horse accident and she fell off her horse and fractured her femur in two places in April wow okay and, and she's got a big massive um, steel plate on her femur on the outside of her femur and it wasn't healing and she knew it wasn't healing and she she could feel that there was there was the restriction of the metal and there was the bone and it just wasn't gelling. And uh, she had a session a couple of weeks ago and so two weeks later she had a second session and from the x-rays they could see that the bone had started healing. So Just a little bit, but it's, it started and it's been stuck since April. It wasn't healing. And after one session it started, like it started the process. So this is really amazing and um, it, it's, it's sort of, you know, you always make it sound like so easy, you know, like re <laughs> connecting to the body and, and um, making the body uh, look at the areas that needs healing and sort of um, sending the attention there. How does, how does it work? I mean, how do you, how do you do it? So we use a form of... Um, questioning using like a yes no response mm -hmm. a little bit like kinesiology but different again mm -hmm. and then we have a chart and we have the chart memorized and we ask yes no questions navigate the chart create a formula a bit like a mathematical formula and then shift the energy with different types of tapping now it works by distance as well so the way i do it is i use either myself as a surrogate or i use a surrogate here in my in my treatment room. And I use a technique, which is a body talk technique called Mindscape. And with Mindscape, you figure out ways to use extra parts of your brain 
so we learn an alpha brainwave technique and through that technique of mindscape I can connect to anyone and anything anywhere so that's that's what I um, use when I'm doing the work and to use that lady for example when I was speaking to her bone her bone her bone was saying I'm not flexible anymore I've got this this rigidity of this um, of this metal and it's stopping me from moving and when I fed that information back to the lady she said yeah that makes complete sense I'm being limited and it was interesting because I did see her again last week and two people in the same week when I fed information back to them they said you're saying things that I know like you're confirming things that I know but when I tell other people this is what's going on they're telling me that that's incorrect but you're confirming like what I know and I said to them no one knows your body better than you do and it's the same for people with their animals no one knows your animal better than you do you're the expert of your body you're the expert of your relationships what we do with body talk is is we reconnect into that natural wisdom and also you know, even by feeding that information back to people, they gain confidence in their own intuition and their own inner knowing. And that has a lot to do with the balance between the head brain, the heart brain and the gut brain. So you might have heard in language, some people say, my head told me to do this, my heart told me something different, and then my gut brain might have told me something else, which one do I follow? A lot of the problem is the three brains aren't synced up for a lot of people. They're not connected. They're not talking to each other. We actually need the heart brain functioning really well because it connects the head and the gut together. And the head brain's in charge of information that we've learnt throughout our lifetime. It's, it's, it's our programming, for example. But it doesn't have any original thought. The heart brain's all of our interconnectedness and relationship with us and relationship with the outside world, the heart brain can put you in the right place at the right times. But sometimes the heart is hanging on to things and beliefs around relationship that keeps us from fully connecting. And the gut brain is the great discerner, so it decides what's safe and right for you and what isn't. It's like your animal part of the body. It goes, ooh, that's not quite right. I know when I was travelling around Europe in my 20s, sometimes my gut brain would tell me to cross the road and it would tell me to go down an alley and to kept me safe from trouble for three years when I travelled often by myself in Europe. But yes, we need, we need them all synced up and we do that in Body Talk. I'll show us a technique at the end that can help to sync up the three brains with different forms of tapping. Yeah, so you're going to do like a, a live um, little healing or... Um sort of uh, presentation what do you call it you you're going to show us how to how to do this i will I'll, I'll show us how to do a little bit of little bit of tapping at the end so tapping's Great. in lots of traditional cultures so particularly with european culture you know a lot of people might be aware but there, there was quite a war on our traditional healing methods so for th over 300 years, I think the statistic is they killed around 9 million women and people that they perceived were associated with, with witchcraft and holistic healing. So a, lo a lot of things we've forgotten, but um, tappings in a lot of other traditional cultures, particularly um, like 
Chinese culture with the qigong, they're often tapping certain body parts and tapping's a way to shift energy. So body talk uses a form of form of tapping to um, wake up the energy centers and, and to shift different things. So how did you start um, with the body talk? Because I actually hadn't heard of body talk before we started uh, talking. Um, it makes complete sense to me because, um, you know, me being an animal communicator, connecting to animals, connecting to nature, um, connecting to myself makes complete sense. And I know that it works. And um, hearing that there's actually a little sort of, um, you know, a system that you can use uh, to guide you through this sort of communication That's amazing. And I think this is great. And so how did you find it? Well, it is amazing. And it is a really, really exciting thing to be a part of. And even though my journey hasn't been very pleasant, <laughs> I'm very, very grateful um, that I am where I'm here now doing this because it, it is pretty much the most amazing job in the world <laughs> to, be, to be a body talker. <laughs> and I feel very lucky. So um, when, I was, when I was younger, I was very, very interested in animals and healing modalities and health in general. But then there was a lot of pressure to study and I decided to um, initially study natural resource management, which is looking after the land's resources, but that wasn't quite right for me. And I went travelling for a few years working on luxury yachts in Europe and travelling around Central America. Then I came home and studied to be a winemaker. And this is the part of my life where I chose to go hard. So I was partying hard, I was working hard. Some days I'd be working um, 12 hour days, six days a week, or at one stage in New Zealand, I worked three weeks straight on night shift without a day off, 12 hour days. And, you know, a bit of partying and drinking. Winemakers love to drink and eat good food. And the whole time I was doing this, trying to keep up with my friends, <laughs> my body was saying, no, this is not the way. This is not the way. So got to the point where in 2012, I had a rash over 80% of my torso and I was getting extreme fatigue. I was working for my family business who have a winery and I just couldn't do my job anymore. I couldn't concentrate And um, I was quite depressed as well. So I walked away. I, I quit the family business and I just walked away because the writing was on the wall that my health wasn't very good. The intuitive feeling I was getting was, you're 32 right now. If you don't stop what you're doing, um, you're going to be probably in bed all the time at 35. That was, that was the message that I got. So then... Um, I decided, oh, okay, I need to retrain in something because I was a qualified winemaker, but if you don't drink, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> and, um, and then um, there was a lady that did horse bowing and then she did um, body talk access for animals that lived in the nearest city. And I went and ended up taking body talk access for animals. And I had a session with her the next day and um, my body just responded so remarkably. I thought, wow, this is really different. I don't fully understand what it is. It's a little bit out there. Just talking about planets and stuff. But I'm going to study that because it works for me. My body told me it worked. It worked for me. So then I started in 2000, 2012 and I became a practitioner at the end of 2013. 
And it's just um, something that I stuck with. And it's interesting because I've continued to have some health problems. Um, but my health problems meant that I couldn't do any other job. <laughs> so okay. I would have <laughs> probably gone back to my old ways of, you know, heart, really working hard and, and stuff. Um, I, I would have gone back to old habits. So the, the body has had its own intelligence way of disabling me so that I couldn't go back to my old ways and keeping me on track so that I kept on staying with and, and refining and per perfecting body talk. And there's, there's some amazing people involved with, with body talk. Um, the instructors are amazing. It's like going and watching magicians when you're, when you're, when you're in class. It's very addictive. <laughs> It's but even, go ahead if, even if the lay person's interested in body talk i highly recommend you seek out the course um, mindscape because that'll open up a whole new world of using your brain and you can apply the mindscape skills to anything and because it was working so well for yourself you decided to take some of the aspects uh, to create a new healing modality for animals, especially for animals to do like uh, an inner balancing to help the animals on like, like a healing, a distant healing. You usually do his distant healing with the animals, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's mainly distance healing with animals and it's, it's, it's an, it's a form of balancing, balancing the animals. So yeah, call it so, animal balancing, but um <laughs> We, we use we use a um, a method method of balancing by again asking asking the body what's keeping it from balancing itself find out how it's all connected and then shift the held the held energy but yeah the, it's interesting what you pick up with the animals so I've also studied um, animal communication as well and it's a little bit different to animal communication I think sometimes when people book they think they're getting an animal communication session. But, um, you know, I can feed them back some information that comes through. But my focus is mainly on balancing the body. That's, that's the, um, the focus. So it's a, a slightly different, different focus. And we, we just do that by asking again. You know, I think this is, it sounds so simple. You know, you just ask and you get the answer. And... Um, I kind of sometimes feel that we have gone too complicated in our lives. We have gone too, you know, in the research and all that, um, you know, um, science is so advanced in certain areas. And why don't we just ask? Why don't we just ask our animals, ourselves, um, nature, what they need? Well, there is a degree of humility in that. And, and I do find this work very, very humbling. And um, like I will say, like body talk is very simple. One of my instructors, she's, she's South African, she says, a 10-year-old can do it. Like, don't <laughs> overthink it. You know, a 10-year-old can do it and they can probably do it better than you. <laughs> and that's true. We overcomplicate things. And especially because I did have, like I do have a degree in science. I've got a science brain it, it tends to think it's really important. You've got to let all that go and just bring it right down. But, but you know, saying that, there is a lot of skill to body talk. Like you've got to memorise complete, complete books. <laughs> so like 
you know, memorise this this whole book and then I work off about, these are all the charts that I work off. There's about 10 different, different charts. So but there's a lot of memorisation to it, but we, we, int we use the integrated brains. So there's the, like the left brain and the right brain and we use those as metaphors. But the left brain's the logical brain and the right brain's the intuitive, creative brain. So our society, it really, really loves and um, encourages left brain thinking and left brain behaviour. And we have a very structured left brain component to body talk where you do have to memorise all these charts and there's a very, very strict asking protocol that you need to memorise. It's, it's very, very formulaic. It's very grounded. It's very left brain. But then we have the right brain component so when we're doing a session, we're working with both parts of the brain. It's what we call um, being in the zone. Mm -hmm. And so having that left brain structure allows the right brain to anchor in and then we get the intuitive information coming through, the intuitive pop-ups. And that means that a lot of the practitioner's belief systems are also bypassed as well. Because you know, being an animal communicator, we receive... Info, like psychic information or information from clear skills, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, whatever. But then it, it comes through and it gets interpreted through me, through my belief systems. So we do work a lot as body talk practitioners to try to be as clear as we can with our own beliefs, but also having the structure of the chart helps to anchor that and helps to, to make sure. And then we also check the information with the yes, no. Right. So, so it's a little, you know, it's a little bit less um, interference from the practitioner, but then, you know, it comes through a human. So there's always going to be some, some information that, that comes through from the person that is delivering the session. But what you're saying is, yes, I think there is a simplicity and there's beauty in that simplicity that we ask. And then we get information. And I'm, I get, it's interesting because um, about a year and a half ago, I did an advanced um, integration workshop with Body Talk. And quite a lot of the information, when I arrived at the course, I'd already received that information. Okay. So there's a thing called, we call it universal consciousness. Right. So it's like the internet, but it's the internet of interconnectedness. And that's what we connect with with Body Talk. And we can also download information through Universal Consciousness as well. So if, like, artists would know what I'm talking about, artists or creative people, you might just get an idea sometimes. You get, like, a, a creative download. And that's we're working with that with Body Talk. So there, there's something that connects all of us, the Universal Consciousness. There's different language for it in different things. Um, in different um, ways of looking at things, but there's something there and um, it's very powerful and it's very, very fun to work with. I completely agree. And um, I did a little channeling or a little download. Um, basically, I asked one of your animals, Pico. Um, it's one of your horses, I believe, right? Um, yeah. For a little message for us today. And um, this is what he said. Let's see. So I asked Pico what he would like to share with us 
today on this um, on this show, and he said, "Every pain is an invitation to listen to your body and soul. It is not something we need to eliminate, but something we need to connect to. Pain is an indicator to where we need to focus our attention and send the healing energy." To, to balance ourselves. Is this, um, does that resonate with you or? It certainly does, Miriam. And um, particularly because Pico's got a bit of body pain himself. Okay. So he's, he's a, he, he walks the talk. <laughs> okay. And um, I, I get such a strong resonance when you said when you said those words. Like I really um, feel quite alive in my body, hearing those words, and um, it's a lot of a lot of it ties in my, with my work. So, um, you know, some people that work in healing they might call themselves light workers, and I I I don't necessarily call myself like refer, I, I probably more refer to myself as a shadow worker but not as in I just work with the dark or anything, but it's like we bring the shadows, the things that are out of awareness into the light. And that's what makes us whole. So particularly with pain, it's kind of like when we pay attention to the pain and we ask the body, like, what's this about? What's going on? We sit and we listen. We open ourselves up to the experience rather than trying to deny it then we start to integrate our life experience and we can bring parts of ourselves back into ourselves and find that wholeness within. And also a lot of times I, I find that we don't even know that we're unwell. The, the process of becoming unwell, I mean, you, you described that earlier when you started working uh, in the wine business and, and flying around and, you know, having this not very healthy uh, work-life um, balance. It's, you know, being unwell starts a lot earlier than you really have that, that indication. And when you start getting pains, I mean, a pain could be like um, this, this, this arrow going like, have a look at this area. There's something going on here. And, you know, I mean, we're so conditioned to uh, eliminating and, and pushing away the pain that we are actually not wanting to look at that uh, anymore. You know, like when you have a headache, you don't think about why do I have a headache? Do I need water? Do I need this? Do I need rest? A lot of times, um, you know, you just take a tablet. So um, this is like the normal way to react in, in our society. And, and shifting to you know, looking at that, that area, that pain, that, that not feeling well is, um, I think there's a lot of uh, vulnerab vulnerability, <laughs> difficult word, <laughs> um, connected to that. So that um, we have to say, we are not immortal. We are not the ones in charge of everything because we're not. And I think that scares us or scares you know, a lot of people. Well, it does, it does take courage to enter into the, the unpleasant parts of life. And I respect that. And some people, that is not at, at the point where they can. And, and, and I do respect that. But um, it's something that if we can 
like resource ourselves and if we can become in a st more of a state of balance to begin to integrate those unpleasant place parts of life there's just so much deep profound learning in those experiences um like Miriam and I we were speaking earlier and you were mentioning that there's recently been a horse put down at, at your stables and um I I um had a horse that I had to put down a few years ago and I'd taken him on for, um, I, I said when I took him on, he was a client's horse, I was doing body work at the time, said, look, I'll give you 12 months, I'll either, you know, do my best and try to get you to a point where I can pass you on to someone else, not sell him, but, you know, pass him on or I'll put you down because he had a sheared pelvis and he couldn't balance for more than four seconds on either hind leg. I, it was really hard to do his feet. and He was mobile, like he wasn't showing that much outward sides of pain, but there was a lot of pain going on. And there was also a lot of healing that needed to be done with him, emotional healing as well. So I didn't even barely touch him the first six months. And then one day he stepped in and he asked me, like, I want to be a part of this. It was just the most beautiful moment. It's still still with me but anyway it got to 14 months and I had lots of horses and I said to him look mate I, I can't afford to keep going the way that we are um I, I need you to, to to give me a sign and so I prepared you know some people might get upset listening to this but that's that's important to be with those emotions that might get triggered as well but I prepared you know to put him down and um had it all planned out and then one day the lady, um, the, the people that owned the property were away but another lady that owned a horse, they rang me and she said, oh, your brown horse is down, he's colicking really bad. I said to her, oh, I'm coming straight away, don't call the vet, this is, ex this is exactly like what I've asked for. So he made the decision for me and the way it all synced up was beautiful and I stayed with him right to the last moment so we ended up. Um, there was a farmer there that could help me and everything was just in perfect alignment and, and, it, and it was what I'd asked for and it was actually a really beautiful moment to stay with him through that and, and sure it was probably traumatic to be there at the end but I, I got a lot out of it just by breathing and staying with and, and, and I felt my intuition was that that was the most respectful thing that I could do for him to stay with him mm -hmm. through through that yeah but that was where where I was at and I understand that not everyone can can be in that place there's an interesting show on tv it's a Canadian show people might be able to watch it around the world it's called Mary Kills People you heard of that show no <laughs> <laughs> anyway she, she euthanizes people but voluntary so she gives them a drink and they they die and she's got a roaring business it's a it's a it's a, a little it's a dramedy it's a comedy dramedy but you know it got me thinking i love the psychology of it because i'm thinking they're missing out on on that last part of life and it's not that i don't support voluntary euthanasia that's a whole other conversation i think you know but there is something spiritually to be gained yeah. from from being with the illness and and it's it's like in this tv show people are opting out they're going oh it's gotten too hard for me i right. i want one out and, and i can respect that in people as well but then sometimes being with those those parts of of life can can bring us 
um, profound realizations and, you know, cancer, for example, it, it can be a complete paradigm shift for people in the way that they live their life. And my own personal illness, which was fatigue, it just changed everything. It was, it's like having a massive handbrake. <laughs> the body goes, ah, you can't right. do that no, right. anymore. Right. Yeah. And um, so basically what you're talking about is like the body has this healing ability. We all have this, you know, whether we're animals or, or humans, we have the ability to heal. So what happens that we can't do this anymore? So what gets in the way of what got us away from that ability, basically? Because I think that ability is we have to reconnect to that right yeah it's to do with our beliefs okay and it's to do with what we've been taught about the way the world works so it's to do with our consciousness okay so basically um remembering you know or making somebody uh remember this by by putting energetic fo focus on this is enough so your body can remember how to heal itself. That's amazing. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yeah, we all have we all have like that innate wisdom, and we also have indigenous wisdom inside of ourselves. So, the countries that are still connected with their indigenous healing modalities, particularly like Brazil and South Africa, they just pick body talk up like that. They get it. It's they understand it, and. And um, I've worked with a lady that was of um, New Zealand Maori heritage. And on the second session, her body, it just, when I put my hand on to tap out certain parts, the body got warm and, and it like lit up energetically. And it was like the body was going, oh yeah, this is how it works. <laughs> I remember. So it is a lot of reminding. So it's re we remind, we, we're releasing layers and we're reminding the body hey, this is how it works. And it works because it's like to use a, um, it's called dynamic systems theory. Mm -hmm. So dynamic systems theory means that everything's connected to everything else and in communication with everything else at all times. And unfortunately, like our current world and our current paradigm, the Western world, we follow what's called Cartesian theory, which is a theory of separation. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I work with separation consciousness with body talk. So we believe that we're separate from ourselves or we get separate from our own. Some people might be familiar with the term the I am consciousness in the heart, which is the witness. So what we do is we connect, reconnect you back to that. And so that you, you, you realize that you are connected. So how do animals respond to your, um, <coughs> you're not balancing energetic healing uh, modality because i mean they don't have so much of the ego in the way do they sometimes pick it up quicker or do they respond differently than than humans they often depending on the animal they, they can be affected by the human consciousness okay so things that have been projected onto them like one of my horses pico he's a beautiful golden arabian horse and when i first met him he was just like a you know, they, they sometimes get, get a lot of dreams projected on them when they're, when they're beautiful Barbie doll <laughs> horses. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just an example. But, um, 
yeah, they, they also have their consciousness, but they're much more connected to to everything than, than humans are. So they, they tend to balance themselves, you know, relatively quickly. Or, you know, I, I went into body talk to work with animals and um, a little while in the animals started telling me you've got to work with the humans. It's more important for you to work with the, with the people. So then I shifted my focus. I was like, okay, I'll do what I'm told. Mm-hmm. shift my focus to working with people and even recently I've had the animal special and had an animal referral special for their owners so if the animal led led their person to the work then you know yeah it's good if I can work with the person <laughs> because it's it's we are connected we are energetically so close to our animals and we are kind of in our um energies this is how I feel that we're so connected. And, um, you know, you did, uh, you did a session on my cats. So this is, this is how we, we met, basically. Um, <laughs> our cat, well, we have, I have two step cats and one cat that I had before the marriage. So I, to the marriage, I brought one cat and my husband brought two cats. And these three cats, they were like um, siblings. You know, they were like, we don't like you. We don't like you. So they were fighting the whole time. And, um, and I tried really everything. You know, I tried the Reiki, the animal communication. I had another animal communicator come. We tried separating them, um, which wasn't working either. So it was like kind of, you know, trying to live with this kind of little, you know, conflict, constant conflict. And um, you did a session on, on, the cats, the whole of the cats, the cat, cat matrix, you call that a group matrix. And uh, yesterday, the two cats, that were, the two female cats that were fighting all the time, they were having dinner on the same table. They were, you know, sitting on the table, obviously, eating their dinner, and they were on the same table. And I was like, that's interesting. They, they behave in a way as if nothing had happened. You know, the, that something that made them so, you know, like um, fighting and having all these like, um, you know, arguments and those energies that seem to be gone. So what happened there? (laughs) Well, um, with any session with your cat matrix, I just asked what was the priority and I did what I was told. Yeah, so sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't make sense. But as, as a practitioner, I've come to be okay with things not making sense. I don't necessarily, I mean, I obviously have to give the person or the client some form of information and explanation, but we don't always, it, it doesn't always make sense to the logical mind. But the energy knows what it's all about and that's all that, that matters. And maybe that sometimes a little bit of a limitation with with um, with healing that we need to know the answer. It needs to make sense. Yeah, if I, if I've learnt one thing, it's I've learnt that it doesn't actually have to have to make sense. Just just do what I'm told. <laughs> I quite like that, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually very relieving. You know, you go okay. I don't have to have the answers. It's all right. Just do what you're told and, and shift the energy. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what it looked like. The, the energy had changed. 
the energy had shifted from the situation before. And, um, you know, I couldn't put my finger on it, what exactly had changed, but I could see the picture was different. They were sitting there eating their food and that was fine. You know, they're looking at me like, why, why, are you, why do you think that's a problem that us sitting here eating together? And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you would have been attacking each other, you know? And it seemed also like they had forgotten about that. It wasn't like in their, on their mind. I mean, there was a little bit of hissing, you know, it's, it's not completely gone, but they can be, it's a bit like with a dog, you know, the dog, when there's another dog coming, there's a certain um, uh, space that he needs or she needs. This is my experience with our dog, you know, um, and this is with the cats as well. The, the, the space needed between them got really small <laughs> too mm. before. So, um, but do well, you we have... Ch we changed um, Punction's energy field, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. That, that, yeah. So um, that's a really common thing, like people forget. And so I take really detailed notes um, because often people forget the way that they were. I'll say, oh, okay, so like what's your back pain doing? And they'll, they'll say, oh, it's a 2 out of 10. And I'll, I'll tell them, oh, well, okay, on, on my form here, it was a 6 out of 10 when we started. Or sometimes they'll say, oh, there's no, there's no back pain now or there's no knee pain. Um, people, people often forget and okay. it's just like it just changes or um, some, sometimes people say, I'm not quite sure what's different, but I can, I can tell that something is different. Or I was speaking to a lady a little while ago and she only had one session about two years ago and she said, I was thinking back recently and I was thinking something's changed, but I don't know what. And I was thinking back to when things changed and I realised it was when I had the session with you and I don't know what it is that's changed, but something changed. So, Yeah, this is, this is the feeling I had <laughs> looking at my cats. And, um, but do you have other stories where something changed that nobody knows what changed, but something changed in... in the energy shifted or well re recent feedback from a lady that I worked with so I did I started out with the lady she's a young mum of a family of three young children you know husband works hard so I started with three sessions for her and then the husband ended up having three sessions and then I've worked with the two daughters the son hasn't received a session but the mum said at the end of her three sessions we did a review she said, um, I just don't want to wear makeup anymore. I'm just happy being me. That is nice, uh, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very significant shift. Right, right. Especially, you know, especially she, she'd come to a new town and there's, you know, initially she felt like there was a lot of judgment potentially. But, yeah, she's just comfortable being her. And then I asked her about the family and they, yeah, the family dynamics completely changed. The parents are sleeping now. The, the kids are sleeping. So there's lots of things that can change and we, I can work with, with the energy in different ways. So I can work on the family, like what I did with your cats, or I can work on individuals. But, um, yeah, when, when people become more balanced, especially the family or the matrix holders, 
So even for um, pet families, like often it's, it's the humans that are the matrix holders. Um, so when we get you more balanced, often, often the rest of the, the family can be more balanced as well. And you, you told me before that you had a situation where um, there's also, you know, in your healing modality and in the body talk where um, a certain way where you can, um, when something traumatic happens, it's a bit like the Bach flowers remedy. That's how I understood it, where you can do something straight away to kind of help the body uh, to deal with that stress and that trauma. And you did that with your, when one of your horses, what, your fall was really badly injured, wasn't it? Yeah, the fast aid. Yeah, yeah. Right. I had amazing fast results with the, with the body talk fast aid. So um, once I did it on a chihuahua, that was um, epileptic fitting. And um, we do do, oh no, that was just the cortices, which is the brain tapping. But every time I was tapping and put my hand on the head, it stopped fitting. And then every time I took my hand off, it started fitting again. So I just kept tapping and then eventually it stopped fitting. But it was interesting because every time my hand was on. Right. But we're working with the electromagnetic field, so it makes perfect sense. And anyway, yeah, my foal recently injured himself quite badly. And it was actually an advert I had for a special to help pay for the vet bill, which Miriam responded to, which is how we met. So thank you. Thank you. Paul. <laughs> His name's Aho. And um, he had a terrible, terrible injury. He ran into the side of a, um, a truck, which had a rusted hooked corner and it just went in and it fractured his scapula and it tore quite a lot of muscles in his neck. And anyway, I was waiting for the vet and he could he could barely stand on the leg. Like the leg at one point was knuckling forward and I thought, oh, this isn't looking good. But I did body talk fast aid on him and by the time the vet came, he was standing on the leg. Mm. So And he, he I continued do to do fast aid. What do you think? Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> this is just something that that uh, grabbed my attention. So, what happens on a on? I mean, you're basically doing something on the cellular level, or is it even smaller than cellular level? You know, the energy. You're the second person that said that to me this week. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> she used the, she used exactly the same words actually. So. There's probably a message in that for me. Okay. Um, we can work down to the quantum level. But, yeah, we're working with the, the intelligence of, of the body and the cells and the, the organs and the endocrines and everything in the body. But, yeah, we're working with the cells. And um, I remember once having a chat to one of my cells and I, remem I remember being very um, fascinated because I thought, if you asked every single cell in your body for its opinion, it, they'd all have something to say. Every single one of them would, would have something, some information. You know, I was just kind of imagining <laughs> this at the moment. You know, you would have that, like this sea of, of you know, like words and, and messages and all that. On the other side, this is fascinating because basically what it's, it's saying is that um, you're your own healer you're the, your own you know healing practitioner in a way um yeah we just need to listen we just need True. to be able and to learn, kind of, learn how to listen yeah 
Yeah. And, you know, the disharmony that we see in our society is reflected in our bodies. So, you know, like our, our liver, for example, it's a community of liver cells. And then that needs to interact with other communities of other cells within the body. So it's kind of like, kind of like towns and how we, how our outer society works as well. So there is like a bigger, a bigger thing at play. You know what, this is like, I find quite interesting at the moment. Um, it seems to be the same things are happening, like you're going into a barn. How many people are not able to live in that community without conflict? You know, lots, lots of people together, lots of horses, lots of opinions. So now you take the liver and all those cells and they're in a community and they have to be, you know, they have to work with each other. So um, it's the same kind of, um, the same things happening outside, inside, you know, we talked about the nature, the soil. Um, so this, this balancing and, and communication is like something that, that is, is evident everywhere. It's the not focus a, of, yeah, the focus of body talk is all about improving communication, but it's also about relationship with the outside world. So when you're more balanced, you have more balanced relationship with the outside world. So yeah, if everyone's bickering and fighting, there's there's probably there's some lack of balance going on there. And maybe you know, maybe too many people trying to be the boss or whatever. There I wouldn't say like there's exactly like a hierarchy like we think of as a hierarchy in the body, but there is a certain way that it all communicates. And it's the same with horse herds as well. Like often we've had this idea that there's alphas, but, but there's a couple of different models of leadership with horse herds. And, you know, there, there might be ones where the right leader for the right moment becomes the leader. And it's, it's kind of a little bit the same. So it's, um, yeah, like restoring the health of the dynamic system which is all about community and interconnectedness and communication and i i still think the simplicity of that you know to to go in there and say okay what can we do to improve the communication what can we do to kind of um let our body or the body of of the animal do what they what they're designed to do um leaving them be you know by not um interfering too much and i mean we're putting i feel that we're putting ourselves and our animals and our our nature um through a lot of interference every day you know i get interfered by whether it's the electronics around me whether it's the uh additives and food whether it's you know that sort of things um, the animals going through the same thing because they're having the same um, difficulties. You know, the food is, is changing. They're getting some, sometimes they're getting like processed food or um, yeah. So one way to put it, and I don't want to, you know, we'll just see how everyone understands this, but your body has its own unique frequency or what we call in body talk, its own unique blueprint. 
but often we're referencing the blueprint, like reminding the body how it's working when it's working healthily. But yeah, every single body's got its own unique frequency and, and things take us away from that frequency. Other people's strong emotions, um, electromagnetics, not, not being connected to the earth, our own emotions, our own beliefs about life. So, but the, the body does need its, it needs it needs its own certain rhythm and it needs its own certain frequencies. So we can we can bring it back back to that so that it's stronger within itself and less. Okay. I like to think of it as like um, often I describe it as you know if you're going to have a ship on the sea, it needs to have ballast ballast. Mm -hmm. You know the heavy bits, otherwise it just gets bobbed around everywhere. So by, so by balancing the systems, you actually become more resilient. Is that? More stable. Right, right. Yeah. And when you're yeah. more stable, you're a little bit more resilient to outside influences that could get you off course. Yeah, that, that's the way I, I think about it. That's, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's other people talking about coherence. So it's about sinking in and it's about sinking in with yourself and then sinking in, you know, in harmony with others. There's, um, there's a, a um, transformational circle um, method that I've also trained in, which is a, a, a method given from the Lakota American Indians to the American judicial system and then it's been taught you can be applied to agriculture it can be applied for health and healing okay we 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 seeming to have a little bit of a technical problem um the Oh, are you back? You're back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So um, we we uh, solved that. It is Mercury retrograde. So it is. It is. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Sorry. So we were cut off there for a little bit. Um, so we missed a little bit uh, of what you were just saying. What part did it cut out? Did I, I talk about the um, uh, uh, Lakota American? <laughs> Okay, it's again at the Lakota Indians that it cuts out. So maybe we shouldn't be talking about that. Um, we will move on when the internet uh, comes back. Let's just see what happens. Now you're back again. <laughs> Sometimes it can be such important information that there can be interference. Or maybe the Lakota Indians do not want to talk about, you know, that you talk about this. Every time that you say that word, it's sort of the internet um, stops. So I'm kind of thinking maybe we should not talk about this. Well, I can muscle check for it. I'll muscle check oh, for yeah, it. Oh, yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so it's just it's just a way it's a different way of going about things but it can be um, applied to agriculture to families to relationships and it's a method of, of circle work where people can feel safe and heard 
and teaching people to come from the heart and they bring themselves into balance. Okay. Through talk, it's a way of doing it through talking. It's, um, you know, it's, it's different to body talk, but I, um, I do the equine assisted learning work as well and, and I'll be incorporating that into more workshops and, and um, group work with that and it's just it's just a way of of being respectful in relationship because we all do have this indigenous wisdom inside of us but we've also got this colonized mind and this is a way of decolonizing the mind and connecting us back to that indigenous wisdom so when when i took the course earlier this year there was three um first nations australian people indigenous australians in the course and there was three um, European origin people and the way this way of going about things for the indigenous Australians is, is very natural and for indigenous cultures it is a natural thing to be respectful and to listen there's a beautiful word it's not from um, the Aboriginal language where I live it's from over east but there's a word called dadiri and it means deep listening nice that is nice and that's something that I feel that the animals are encouraging us all to find this deep listening from the heart for each other, for the, for the animals, but for the nature and, and the soil as well. And I know, like, as a small child, I always used to hear the land crying and about once a year I'd break down crying, just be so overwhelmed with, like, I'd feel the earth crying. And even I'd often not understand, I'm like, why are we mining? Like, why are we doing all these things? And obviously I live in a world, I have a big car, I have a horse float. There's a reason, you know, I, have, I, I live with the benefits of mining, but there's something that just feels not quite right to me. And um, the more that I've learned about the land and learned to listen, that there, there is something there. There's, there's an interconnectedness and communication that the land wants with us to live in harmony. And that can help us to live more in harmony with ourselves and each other as well. I completely agree. And I think by just talking about these subjects and by, by just bringing up what is possible I feel like a certain calm, you know, I, I don't feel as, as, you know, excited when you, when you talk about like sort of all the bad things in the world and what's not working and this system is not working, that system is not working. And sometimes I can feel myself get quite um, agitated by that, by all the thoughts that what, what's not working. And I feel by like, um, this is, I, I believe this is something that you, you put a lot of focus on as well, the, the, the uh, solution-based uh, thinking. And this is, I feel this is what we've been doing, you know, in our chat now, more focusing on what can I do? What, what can my body do? What can the animals do? What can we all do together? And it feels energetically, it feels completely different. Yeah, and it's a way that everyone can connect with their own inner power and feel empowered enough to, to do something. Because, you know, there's a lot of fear out there and it's quite easy to feel, you know, like things are hopeless, um, especially environmentally or even I know, um, you know, here in Australia people get really upset about animals and how they're treated and um, with, with farming and 
but th there is a massive disconnect between the city and and the and the country like the people who are actually doing the work and I've been in, involved in in both sides so you know again we we've got to not look at our separation we've got to look at what connects us and what solutions can we do right. to create a future that we can all live in together or 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 try to create as much stability for the earth as possible and i i think really number one respecting the earth is, is So now we have another little cutout. So um, it's, um, I believe it's every time that we're talking about something really important, the internet shows us this is very important. So um, we are losing the connection. Uh, Hi. <laughs> I was just saying, every time there's a really important point, you know, the internet yeah. sort of cuts out. Yeah. A little, yeah. little bit of... I've had this happen before. It can be a bit of sabotage. <laughs> of the, no, the earth wouldn't suffer. Yeah, well. Not the earth, technological. Okay, okay, okay. But, um, what was it? Uh, it was important what I was saying. <laughs> See, every time you say something really important, was, you know. It was really important. Um, let me just have a think. Yeah, so it's a so so there's a lot of fear, mm. and 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 people people feel a little bit hopeless, I think. But there's so much that can be done, and there's so much that is being done, and really, it's up for each of us to look at the solutions. Don't even look at the negative things. Right. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. There's an argument about climate change. People argue about it about whether it's real or not. What if instead of arguing about that, we just took action because we loved the earth? Right, right. We, love, we loved our mother because the earth's, the earth's our, you know, it's the mother of all of us, of all of ourselves and all of the minerals and everything that make us who we are. It comes originally from the earth. How do people find you if they want to book one of those amazing sessions that I can say the cats are eating together. You know, this is, this is like amazing. So this is what happened for me. So how do people find you? So I work with people, animals, families, and I can work with the land as well. They can find me through my website, which is Melia. So it's M E L I A Brent B R E N T W H I T E brentwhite.com and I've got a Facebook page which is called Melia Brent White in an equilibrium. I will put it actually in the um, in the notes uh, to the to the um, show so um, you don't have to to write it but you've heard it now and I think we come to the point where we're going to have a little um, a little healing tapping session that you uh, uh talked about earlier where we experience something what you, you you've been talking about today so um i'm very excited about this so i'll take my glasses off all right so i'll just lead us through a mini body talk group balance mm -hmm. so no matter who you are whether you're listening 
in any way, whether it's watching or listening, past, present, future, you can still share in this balance as well. So the purpose of this balance is to connect us to the earth and we're going to connect to love for the earth and love for ourselves. that's coming up is really important so oh yeah I'm getting quite a lot of energy shifting in my heart there when I said that so it's it's love for ourselves and love for our earth which will result in love for one another So sometimes with body talk, we look at um, factors coming down from the eighth chakra. So this is stuff that's come into this life with you. It's not necessarily yours, but it's just a factor that's come in. And we're looking at it affecting the reptilian brain, which is part of the primitive brain system. It's in the brain stem and runs down the spine. And we're looking at a, um, a colonial belief system, which is the belief I must conquer. We're going to link this through to an organ. And we're going into the heart. We're going into the right ventricle of the heart. So that's the bottom chamber on the right side. We want to increase the consciousness of awareness. So you can think about what awareness means for you. We want to also increase the consciousness of centeredness. So it's like there's these little filters and we're just changing the dial on the filters. So we want to increase awareness and centeredness. So the heart, this is about being centered inside of yourself. And we're going to link both of them through to the heart for that to happen. So in body taught, we believe that the soul actually resides in the right atrium of the heart and we're going to link this through to individuation in the heart so the soul can decide what needs to be shifted for that to occur. Okay, we're going to tap this out. So if you'd like to put one hand just at the base of your skull where your skull meets the neck, we're going to use that one to indicate the reptilian brain. The other hand's going to be on your heart, just in the centre there. And just taking a big deep breath, we're just using the hands to create a link between those areas. And then releasing the heart hand, spread your fingers out wide. And then just tapping on top of your head, tapping in a rhythmic motion up and down. Make sure you're taking big, deep breaths. We're tapping on the head and now we're going to tap on the heart. So anywhere up and down the sternum, on the breastbone there, just tapping up and down in a rhythmic motion and taking a big, deep breath.
and then tapping on the navel, tapping up and down in a rhythmic motion, taking big deep breaths. And then tapping on the head again. So tapping on the head, head's allowing this new information to be downloaded. And now we're going to tap on the heart. So tapping on the heart means we're asking the heart to pump that information around to every single cell in the body. And then tapping on the navel. So the gut brain's our great discerner that decides what we need to hang on to and what we need to let go of. And you can release your hands. And we're going to leave it at that. Thank you so much. That was very nice. That felt, felt very nice, the uh, connecting to uh, your reptilian brain and um, bringing the, the, the body together. Thank you so much. That was lovely. You're welcome, Miriam. And thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and the animal's wisdom and uh, showing that there's something, you know, different to look at the world um, instead of the, you know, seeing the negativity, but seeing the, the solutions and seeing the possibility. So um, that's what I'm taking with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome, Miriam. Thank you. Bye-bye.